This is Outside In. I'm Sam Evans-Brown. And I'm Justine Paradise. Okay, Justine, are, are you the type of person who gets to the movies on time because you'd like want to see the trailers, or are you the type who shows up late because you know that there's that minimum of 10 minutes of ads before the, the feature starts? This, this thing called going to a movie. It's been years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, you got to get there in time for a snacks, right? Mm. But yeah, no, you want to see the trailers. I aspirationally want to see the trailers, but but like knowing that you've got the the fifteen minute cushion means we always use it. I'm like, I am chronically late, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. So so no, I guess I, I guess I don't see the trailers yeah. all the time. Well, I guess in this scenario, we are not actually the trailers. We're the preamble to the trailers. Uh, you guys all got here so early that you <laughs> <laughs> the preamble to the preamble. So, in fact, the main event here is an audio trailer for a big project that I've been working on for quite some time. Um, I looked back, and the first piece of audio that we gathered for the series was in 2018. Three years? <laughs> it was late 2018, so like two and change. <laughs> Still. Oh, my God. And it's going to launch next week, and it is called Windfall. Yes, so well, let's hear the trailer and then and then stick around because we have a really big announcement about the podcast that we're going to make right after we hear it. Okay, hit it. Somebody. I got hit it. Hit it, <laughs> mystery person. There is simply no reason why the blades for wind turbines can't be built in Pittsburgh instead of Beijing. No reason. None. Right now, there are seven offshore wind turbines spinning off the east coast of the United States. Seven. But if everything goes according to plan, in less than 10 years, there could be thousands. The economics of climate change have shifted. Big money is pivoting away from fossil fuels, and it's often moving towards one solution in particular, offshore wind. Everything about offshore wind is big. The stakes are big. Now to a dire warning about climate change. The emotions are huge. I'm asking you to be heroes here. Make a few sacrifices. And the technology is enormous. These turbines are so big, they don't even really fit on land. Each is taller than the Washington Monument. In fact, offshore wind is so big, it's shaking up our ideas of who is breaking the Earth's climate and who is positioned to fix it. Because some of these giant corporations looking to capitalize on offshore wind, companies like BP and Shell, they are the same companies who arguably got us into this mess in the first place. Like, I feel like you see these ads from BP that are like, oh, BP means beyond petroleum, and I just want to, like, throw up. <laughs> um but I guess we could think of it more in the sense of, like, the renewable economy is the economy of the future. After decades of politicization and red tape, America is about to witness the birth of an industry, offshore wind. And no matter how you might feel about it, this change is coming. So what is it going to take to make you agree? Um, and I said there is no price. I do not want to see one wind turbine in the water. Not one. I'm uh, calm and relaxed, it's not in my hands, but I'm so eager to get moving and actually start building. This June, NHPR's award-winning podcast, Outside In, presents Windfall, a deep dive into a sea change on the horizon. 
Subscribe to Outside In wherever you get your podcasts and look for episodes of Windfall to start dropping on June 24th. Learn more at windfallpodcast.org. I am so excited for this. I'm so excited to share this on the feed. Yeah, we were listening to some of the like finalish drafts and it, it like it's like wow, it's real. It's happening. It's real. But yeah, so uh, like you mentioned before the show, the first piece of tape you gathered was almost two and a half years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, but the part of the reason this happened is surprise, surprise, the pandemic really made things harder reporting wise, right? Right. Yeah. So we we actually planned and had to scrap two separate reporting trips to Europe, one one that we ourselves were going to take and one where we hired a journalist who is based in Europe to go and just do the interviews for us. Uh, but we kept at it, uh, and it feels like a really big deal that we're about to put it out into the world. But as you know, uh, the feelings right now are a little bittersweet. Yeah, and um, this brings us to our big announcement. Which is that I was recently offered another job, and I accepted it. So the five episodes of Windfall are going to be my last five episodes as host of Outside In. Yeah, it's kind of hard to fathom. Um, and I want to say right up front, just so there's no confusion or fear, um, the show will go on, and we'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but this is, like Sam, you've been on the show for five years. It's a big deal. Yeah, this has like literally been my only real job. I mean, like the only job I've used to to fully support myself. It was like this <laughs> and slinging popcorn at movies. Wait, did you really sling popcorn at movie theaters? Yeah, of course. I used oh, to, I, man. I learned how to be a projectionist. I like threaded the film through the through the camera. Oh man, different media times. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like you're the um, what they call the founding host of the show. It's um, it's really gonna be you know, a sort of bittersweet moment after Windfall and not least because who are we going to turn to for dad jokes and like snow news? (laughs) (laughs) This is all I am to you. (laughs) Oh, no, but seriously, like I, it, it's, it's a big moment. I've, it's a lot of, uh, been a lot of reflection on the team and for me personally, we're really going to miss you and this show, the reporting, the humor, it's so rare to, I think, have an environmental show that is also funny (laughs) Mm -hmm. that you also learn about, um, about what's happening in the world in a way that doesn't feel sort of superficial. And I, I think a lot of that is, is down to how you approach things, Sam. So it's pretty cool. Well, I hope, I hope too, that we've built something that is more than just a person, right? And that, and yeah. that the, you know, I think that to the listeners, it really isn't just me who makes this show, right? Like <laughs> it, it's a huge team effort. And, and I hope that everyone does stick with the show because um, there are great things to come. And, and that's just based on the stories that I know that are in the pipeline, but, but also just this team is so good. And, um, and you know, there's so many great stories to come. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're right. It is a team based show. Um, and like you said, we've got a lot in the pipeline, like a story on ecotourism um, that's around the corner. More book club episodes. Taylor Crumby has been reporting on an episode about potpourri. <laughs> Which will be delightful. <laughs> It'll be delightful. Just you wait. It will be delightful. Um, we have a producer, Felix Poon, who has a couple awesome stories up his sleeve. Um, and I will say we're figuring some of this out. Like some things might sound a little different. Um But so even though you could say that this is the end of an era, we are excited about the future, too. Yeah. So keep listening, folks. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to keep listening. Yeah. <laughs> I'll show you how to download a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> We don't want to make this sound too much like a goodbye because we are, we're not there yet. We still have these five episodes of Windfall to come. Um, But we do think that it's important to talk a little bit about your new job because it is the sort of thing that might raise questions about the reporting for the Windfall series. So Sam, can you talk a little bit about that? What's, what are you going to be doing? Yeah, I'm moving into a job in clean energy advocacy, which means that I'm, I'm not just taking another podcasting or journalism gig. I'm, I'm leaving journalism and stepping into a more active role in actually shaping rather than just reporting on on energy stuff. Can you just explain, like, why are we so worried that this could be a conflict for Windfall? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a big difference between journalism and advocacy. I mean, as a journalist, I, I can say that there's powerful evidence that climate change is real and has very real harm to humans and that we as a society would be better off trying to prevent those harms those are things that are well-established facts. We even present and, and investigate different possible solutions, but but in this job, we don't say, here are the solutions that we should adopt. That's the main difference. As journalists, we lay out the facts as far as we can tell them and let you decide what to think about them. Right, and I'll, I will say that this is all kind of a huge debate. Like There are people that fall on really different places along this spectrum within journalism and within advocacy, but it's kind of a topic for another time. But like the sort of simple way to say it is in advocacy, you'll be supporting specific solutions and saying which solutions you think are better or worse, and you're going to be paid to do that. Right. Like offshore wind, the subject of this final series, in my new job, I will very likely wind up advocating for offshore wind in a very direct way. Yeah. And since windfall is about offshore wind and about the huge money and political power around it, like you said in the trailer, um, and a lot of companies, in fact, in charge of installing offshore wind farms are actually oil companies. So the task of journalism and of this project is to be skeptical of those efforts. So we want to be as clear as we can about the choices that we made for this series. So let's talk about that a little bit. Like, first things first, when did you get this clean energy advocacy job? Yes. Yeah, so it was literally just a couple of weeks ago, the end of May, to be precise. And and most of the series was reported before I had even considered taking another job. And and since I made the decision to move on, we've been really careful to set a hard date so that my future duties will not overlap with my current role in the slightest. So that means that like the show will be wrapped in, in the production sense before yeah. the before you start your new job. The scripts will be written. The mixes will be mixed. The, the <laughs> yeah. Even if not, they're not all out yet. Exactly. Yes. So we have reached out to a bunch of media ethicists for their opinions, some of whom suggested that the, quote, cleanest, unquote, thing to do would be to just kill the series. But we felt that, you know, offshore wind is an important subject and you should be able to hear about it. Yeah, and it was also years of reporting. So we've opted for the next best thing, we felt, which is transparency. Um, And again, it's worth saying that all our stories are not the product of any one person. Yeah, and I think a a prime example of that is that since last fall or so, I've been working with another producer on the series, Jack Rodolico. And to bring in an extra set of ears for the series, we've asked NHPR's environment reporter and and friend of the podcast, Annie Ropeek, to co-host and serve as an editor as well. 
And we did that because we felt like we needed a gut check from people who are going to be continuing to be working journalists to just triple check that we're backing up all of our assertions. And then they can carry the series forward once I'm gone, like the whole team will carry outside in forward. Yeah, and for this series, we've also hired an outside fact checker, Sarah Sneath, who is also going to be going through all the scripts and double checking the reporting, too. So we're doing our best to make sure that we are getting it right and that it's as clear as possible um, what's been happening on the show. So that's why we are telling you all of this right now. So to get back to Windfall, the first episode comes out next Thursday, June 24th, and we'll have new episodes weekly through July 22nd. And I just want to say I am very excited about this series and also very conflicted about leaving the show, uh, you know. I just want to say thanks to everybody for listening for all these years. And, you know, keep listening. Keep on emailing. Keep keep showing this team your support. And, yeah, and we'll talk to you next week. If you're interested in more information about the series, visit windfallpodcast.org. All one word, windfallpodcast.org. Music in this update came from Blue Dot Sessions and Ben Cosgrove. Outside In is a production of New Hampshire Public Radio. I first started running about 15 years ago as a way to quit smoking. Back then, my running clothes were very Rocky Balboa, So sweatpants, sweatshirt, anyone who goes hiking or trail running knows that it's a lot easier and a lot more fun when you're wearing the right gear. John G makes performance apparel that'll take you farther on your runs and hikes. They have this merino wool hoodie that I wore on multiple trail runs this weekend. It's soft, it's warm, and most importantly, it does not get stinky when you get stinky. Another reason to love Johnji is that they donate 2% of all sales towards clean water projects, raising nearly $1 million so far. Head to johnji.com to find your new favorite trail wear, outdoors accessories, and essentials. And use the code OUTSIDE for 10% off at johnji.com. That's J-A-N-J-I dot com with the code OUTSIDE for 10% off. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.